Welcome to this week's episode of Four Fletch. Four Fletch. Four Fletch. Four Fletch. Four Fletch Outdoors Podcast. Here's your host, Andrew Taylor. I'm a Isaac Peavy House, Jamestown, Tennessee voter with a limit of bass. The name of the game is five, and you did your job, buddy, bringing us a five bass limit to the scales. There we go. We got a limit coming in. Come on, get up there. Make them grow. Give it to them. How about this? 13 pounds and five ounces. He takes over to Phoenix Hussey and is your new Terminator. Then my pro slash professional fisherman, former professional dog hunter, Mr. Isaac PVS. What's up, man? What's going on, man? How are you? I'm doing well. How about yourself? You got uh, you got a lot of tournament stuff going on. Where are you fishing at next, man? Uh, next Thursday, I've got a regional tournament here at Del Hollow. How many tournaments have you won this year, dude? You're uh, rolling. Bigger tournaments-wise, BFL, stuff like that, I've won two. Won quite a bit of, quite a bit of local stuff, bigger local tournaments, but uh, as far as bigger tournaments goes i've won two bfls i constantly see you all over facebook or instagram or whatever cashing in some kind of check off fishing and it's crazy that you're out there doing the dang thing man i mean just constantly grinding yeah it's uh i've been very fortunate this year i've never known if i'd win one let alone win two it's a uh, been blessed for sure what uh what got you started and what made you say I'm going to dedicate a lot of my time just to catch these fish. I've fished ever since I was big enough to walk. As a matter of fact, you know, me and you used to fish together a lot. But I got onto the competition hunting, you know, scene for probably 10 years hard. And uh, I was fortunate to accomplish a lot of things. And I've always wanted to try to make it professionally fishing. And me and my wife got married. And I hated to be gone all the time as far as competition hunting is. You know, you've done it. You're, you're gone five, six hours out of town every weekend. I thought now would be a good time to try it. So here we are. Yeah, you about burnt me out on the dog hunt. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> it, it was real fun right there at first. And then every weekend, I always got stuck walking four or five miles with that old hound that i had and i was like man this sucks yeah i kind of got burned out on it myself too but. so we spent a many many of a mile in the woods for sure especially by an old buster back in the day yeah yeah he, he was a good he's a good dog but golly if he ever broke out he was gone <laughs> yeah he kept us in shape though for sure i remember like when we was younger in high school and stuff it, it was always uh dog hunting in the um one time a year in the fall time of year and then it was fishing mode the rest of the time of the year for you especially and uh i guess you just kind of got hooked on the fishing and just rolled with it man yeah yeah it was always hunting from september the end of march and then i fished really hard from march to well end of march to about september when hunting season rolled around again but it's just it's one of those things if you can't really do it all. It's hard to be good at everything. You got to pick something and pick something to roll with it. Did you ever think that you would do as good as you're doing right now? Or was that never, or was it a thought that maybe I'd like to win a tournament? That'd be cool. Or did you ever think, like, hey, I'd be constantly up in the top 10? No, not really. But uh, I've always viewed things if you put your time in and work outwork everybody and work as hard as you can good things will happen uh just so happen i've got lucky a few times this year hopefully it won't be the only few but yeah so like long-term goals what's your what are you shooting for are you shooting for the mlf the tour or what yeah yeah i would love to make it to the the bbt tour once you got to make it get an invite to the invitationals and then after that you got to finish in top nine uh 
at the end of the year there, and then you go to the BBT. I mean, it's a long road, but anything's possible. Oh, yeah. So, like, your next step from right now is that or no? Yeah, next step be getting into the into the invitationals. Um, you got to finish the Toyota Series. To get through those, you've got to finish in the top five of the Toyota Series to get an invite to the invitationals. And then the invitationals, after, once you get in there, you got to finish in the top nine of it to get into the BBT Tour. But once you get to the invitationals, you know, you're considered an now you're considered a pro then, yeah. but uh, it's it won't, won't be easy to do. That's for sure. I mean, that's the plan. I would I'd love to try to do this for a living and make it work, but we'll see what happens. So you was close last year, right? Yeah, I was actually pretty close. I had one bad tournament at Guntersville, and with it only being three tournament series, it don't leave you no know, no chances to mess up. And I messed up there. I uh, didn't do very well. That kind of knocked me out of it. But there's always next year. So, so this year, how many of those tournaments have you fished so far? Of that, out of those three tournaments, the they're already over. Yeah, they they ended in uh, the last one was in late April. At Chickamauga. So how did what did you finish this year in them? Uh, I finished 16th at Chickamauga. They, they take it's three days if you make three days all three days. They take the top 25 on championship day. I finished 16th or 17th then. I'm not real sure. And then tied for 25th at uh, Smith Lake for the championship day. And then at Gunnersville, I don't know. It's horrible. I finished in the hundreds. That's that's the one I screwed myself on. Oh, so. okay. Yeah, I got you. I was thinking so, you screwed yourself last year. Uh, no. No, they were over for the year, but uh, try to do better next year and not have a bad tournament. You, I would thought, of course, I don't know much about fishing, just very minimal, but I would have thought that you would kill Gunnersville out, uh, out of the rest of the lakes. I've not got a whole lot of experience there, well, little to none, actually, but the day before the tournament, we had a huge flood, and everything I had, along with a lot of the other people, too, it just it got blown out. I mean, it's so muddy, you couldn't even fish it, so it kind of left me spinning for a loop, but it's just something, something to learn and take on the next year you know have more backup plans so um and you won what are the two tournaments you won uh i won the bfl at del hollow in march and then i won a bfl at Barron in june and then this past weekend i was the bfl super at uh cherokee and i ended up getting second there got beat by i think 11 or 12 miles yeah i think i seen that you come but using like what was you sitting after day one you you're uh, pretty I, high I, yeah i was sitting in ninth uh they take the top 20, they took the top 20 the second day for the super tournament and first day I, it just it wasn't meant to be i lost too many fish i had the opportunities to add what i had the second days but the second day but it just i couldn't keep them on it's just one of those days i mean one thing i figured out was this time of stuff when it's your time to win it's your time to win ain't nothing gonna stop it when it ain't it ain't that's just, yeah. just how it is so it just wasn't my time but either way i can't complain i mean i've never never know if i'd win one let alone two so yeah i ain't gonna complain i remember when we was little uh we used to google your dad's name and it'd pop up on the flw website and he'd like overall winnings like five thousand dollars or something and he's like oh my god him is, <laughs> is on this website and the other day when i was trying to find one of those videos i was googling yeah i was like dang how the tables have turned <laughs> yeah you know yeah, tim ever get out anymore and just like old times i i can't get him to go much anymore he he don't care as much about it, but he he will go every now and then. But he's about turned into a grandpa and got lazy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, when he does go, I got to put his seat back there just to give him a go. You're going to have to buy another hunting dog for him, chase around the woods. <laughs> he won't do that either. I can't say I blame him. All the many miles he's drove and walked behind you, shoot. Oh yeah, yeah. He's he's been everywhere with me. I I dang sure couldn't have done it all without him. That's for sure. And so back in the uh, back in the hunting dog world. 
just for a minute. What got that started? How, how did you, of course, you was probably, I mean, if you take the scale that the hunting dog world was on and you take the scale that the fishing world was on, you was probably, you know, a, or I know you was a top dog in the competition, squirrel dog anyway world. What brung that upon it? I, I started, I actually started with a bagel. Um, was going to get in a rabbit hunt and it just wasn't what I wanted and of course you know what go LSN is around here and I ended up trading that beagle for an old walker and it ended up trading a few squirrels and that's kind of what got me started I just got addicted to it I've always I love hunt just how it is but I've always been super competitive and the competition side just really brought that out of me I don't care you know as far as going out and killing all squirrels or whatever that ain't really what drives me it's the competition aspect of it and, um, had a lot of fun doing it for the Ten or so years I did, fortunate to accomplish a lot. But in the back of my mind, I did, I've always wanted to fish, you know. But yeah, so you bought that beagle dog, and then the beagle dog traded for a walker. The walker wasn't good enough, and then you just traded up and bought dogs, sold dogs from there. And yep, yeah, actually, my grandpa bought a dog for me. Uh, it's just a pup. I think he gave like two hundred dollars to then, um, and I took him and you know it, it's actually Samson. I'm sure you remember. Him. Oh yeah, I took him and won a lot of hunts with him and ended up selling him for a pretty good price at the time. And I took ended up taking that money and just kept building and building and building with it. You know, I bought took that money from Samson and went and bought Buster, and then ended up winning a lot of hunts with Buster and sold him for really big money during that time. And that's that's kind of how I got myself started. Was just started with nothing and ended up having a you know a lot of good dogs till I started hunting for other people. Have you won more money hunting dogs or fishing? Uh, I'd say overall hunt dogs so far. Uh, I've just done it. You know, I've done it a lot longer. But if fishing keeps going pretty good, I. I think I'll pass that up pretty soon. Oh, yeah. What did, do you know, like your year-to-date winnings? As for this year? Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm pushing 50, 47-something. So you're like winning a tournament away from just quitting your job? <laughs> no, no, I wish. I, I feel better work, especially having a little one at home. Oh, I understand. But, I mean, you can make half the money you could at work and enjoy what you do. At the same time, though, I guess if you did quit your full-time job and start fishing fishing probably would eventually turn into a job yeah and i hope it i hope it does fishing's like anything else you know it's it's very very expensive as far as entry fees boats stay in places and fortunately this year i've had sponsors that's helped me out tremendously and it, it's really helped i'll say that oh yeah i'm sure i mean everything especially in today's world just fuel probably kills you traveling oh yeah um in the boat running up and down the lake a hundred times trying to find that one spot you drove right past yeah it's a you might as well light a hundred dollar bill on fire by every time you take the boat out yeah so, so. somebody's telling me the other day they said the boat stands for bring out another thousand because it never ends yeah yeah it is i mean they're they're getting crazy priced and all the money and electronics and stuff anymore it's, it's crazy but you gotta have them to compete so um speaking of electronics the uh now don't laugh at me when i ask this um the new graph or not graph but the new down imaging or whatever it's called you know what i'm talking about forward face sonar yes what's yeah. what is the hype with that uh it, it's a game changer for sure i mean it's um uh, it's something that fortunately i i caught on to early before a lot of people did and uh i i whenever i got it got my hands on it i knew that it was going to be a game changer um a lot of people starting to catch up now and get really good with it but there's a lot of controversy over it i mean a lot of people loves it and a lot of people hates it um it's fishing's kind of becoming a more of a 
our generation sport, you know, a young man's sport, especially with Ford faces on our butt. It's not the end all be all. It's, uh, you know, some late, it's, it's going to be dominated. I mean, the, the regional next week at Del Holly will be dominated with sports faces sonar there's no doubt about it but a lot of lake you're better off not even turning it on but it, it's something that if you want to you want to try to make any more fishing you've got to learn it and get good at it a so what is it like you can pretty much watch your if you're dropping in a tree you can pretty much watch it go all the way down if and see the fish clearer yeah it, it's i mean it's a live image basically it ain't like sticking a camera underwater and actually seeing the fish mm-hmm. but it's a it's live. you know if you take like your down image or sonar like that it look, looks exactly like that is but it's live yeah so you can you know um it, it shoots out for 500 foot. Most people run on me from 80 to 100 foot. That's where you get your best pictures. But uh, it, it is a game changer. I mean, it especially on lakes like Del Hall, uh, your your Highland Reservoir, your deep clear lakes, it really comes into play. I mean, all those fish have never been messed with, and people now that's catching on a forward facing sonar is see you know finding those fish that's never been messed with. So um, you pull up to a lake that um you've never been to before maybe you've heard a little bit about it maybe you haven't um you're looking at the maps you're trying to figure it out what's your without telling us any of your secrets i don't want to like what what are you looking for i guess in somewhere you've never been before oh i mean it just depends on the time of the year you know um that's one thing with forward face to sonar i mean Honestly, up until the last year and a half when I started fishing all those uh, BFLs, you know, all these lakes I've been to, or that I've been to now, I had never been to for Del Hollow. I mean, I basically fished on Del Hollow my whole life, and that's it. I had to travel around much, so uh, I feel very fortunate to have done as good as I have on a lot of these lakes. But a lot of it goes into, I mean, I'll spend hours and hours each night studying the maps and studying google earth and uh when i go to these new lakes i mean it's it's just like anything you know if you want to try to be successful it, it ain't just the time you spend on the water it's the time you spend when you get home studying maps studying google earth you know you name it there's so much information on the internet anymore too that you can read and find out about places it it's all about time you put in oh yeah really and that's a lot like going to deer hunt at some public land in kansas or somewhere for me i'm constantly looking at onyx and i'm figuring out where the pressure points are where the it's same thing for you you're probably looking at the ledges the depth everything yeah uh, yeah it's it's all about the time you know putting the time in um it don't always work out but i always believe the harder you work the luckier you'll get so oh yeah i agree i mean even if you even if you don't get lucky eventually you're going to have that good lucky lick if you just keep it up but uh say um what's your favorite you know your favorite way to catch fish a big fish in tournament style um like a bed fish or or maybe you're throwing a crankbait over a rock ledge what what's your absolute favorite way to drag one in uh if it either bed fishing or live scoping which is you know, forward-facing sonar, that'd be my favorite two ways. I feel like you was about to say top water. I, I do love top water, too. I, I'd have to throw that in there, too. I mean, I ain't even, I, I I like to fish sometimes, but something about that top water. You remember those trees we used to go to all the time? Oh, yeah. Oh, They're still God. good. They're still I good. I have never forgot that. Like, that was the only place I ever wanted to go for that reason. Yep. Yeah, there's nothing, there's probably nothing more exciting than top water, I will say that. So do you ever do you ever throw top water during these tournaments or yeah not yeah much? I do uh, depending on time of year I mean yeah. top water is really good right now and just kind of depends on the style of fish I'm, you know style style of fishing that weekend yeah so how many boats do you expect to be at that big tournament or was it, uh, it 
it's it's like a, you had to finish so you had to finish to the top 45 of your um division so i qualified to the volunteer division so there'll be there'll be 200 boats there 200 of some pretty good guys because they had to qualify yeah yeah it, they won't be no slouches uh actually last year you know last year's my first year fishing all the bfls and i qualified for the smith lake regional and uh the winner get get sixty thousand, ten thousand cash and then the phoenix that they phoenix boat the package they value at 50 but they take the top six to the all-american and that's you know that's what everybody wants to try to make you know making all-americans a really big deal but anyways long story short last year i went to the regional at smith lake and i actually finished one place out like the all-american i finished seventh and they take they take the top six so kind of left a bad taste in my mouth and I, i'd really love to try to make the all-american this year so but the difference this year is you're fishing a lake that you know very well right right yeah i'd never been to smith lake last year yeah. just got a two and a half days of practice that's the whole reason i i went and fished the volunteer division this year i didn't know nothing about none of those lakes besides cherokee where we went to last weekend but it was just to try to make the regional here so we made it just uh it ain't gonna be easy but we'd love to win it and, or either make that top six be happy either way i mean in I don't even know who's fishing it, but I'll go ahead and make bets with anybody on the person that I feel like knows the lake best. If uh, if any of them boys want to do a little side bet, and I'll put mine on you. Yeah, well, don't jinx me. <laughs> oh, I, well, I won't do. That, I won't. I won't let you know. I'm betting. That's for sure. Uh, it's gonna be a tough one to win. I mean, uh, you know, a year ago, before a lot of people had called on this forward facing sonar deal, I wouldn't say it would have been easy to win, but it would have been a lot easier than it would be now. But everybody's everybody else is getting pretty dang good with it also so i mean it, it'll be a slug fest so do you think um because i know all i've been talking about is this cold front that's coming in do you think that'll do anything to the fish yeah yeah i mean it, it might change them a little um but it, it that there it might it should help the bite if anything i won't say what i think it'll change them doing wise uh but they're, they're still gonna bite colder so, it gets the better so like i ain't even gonna ask that question i i'm i'm thinking in my head scenarios but i don't want to ask it and you give nothing away because i have no idea out of the five or six hundred people that listen to my podcast who does what uh anyways what about uh how come you never got big into the uh the deer hunt where where'd that fall through the cracks no well, competition or what uh the competition is definitely kind of what strives me to do whatever i mean i don't care what it is i, I want to try my best to win i, I hate losing more than i like winning uh, but I, one thing with fishing, you're going to lose a heck of a lot more than you win. Uh, but I actually started out deer hunting. I think me and you hunted a little bit together. And yeah. uh, whenever I, I quit deer hunting was when I got into competition hunting all the time. And just, again, you know, it's one of them things that you can't you can't do everything and try to be decent at it. You know, you kind of got to pick one thing. And I let it go, but uh, I still do miss deer hunting at times. But I just ain't got time to do it. Stuff like that's about to change for you. I'm already thinking about all the stuff I can do with my boy. Yeah, yeah, I hope. I hope he wants to do something. The only way I'd start back deer hunting is if he, he wanted to do it, and I hope he does. Well, I was you're, just telling somebody the other day. You're lucky he'll take up deer hunting and not even want to touch a fishing pole. <laughs> well, yeah, might be, but if that's so, it's okay. I just hope he likes doing something outdoors. Oh, yeah. Keep him out of trouble anyways. Yep, I know it did me. Well, man, I, I appreciate having you on for this quick little chat. If you want to, give a shout-out to your sponsors, man. I know they take care of... If somebody's looking for a tax write-off, I'll give them your phone number and uh, go on the side of a big, nice boat that's constantly up in the top ten. There we go. I've got Stick 5 Rods, Showtime Forward, uh, Weed is Marine, Delhall Lake Marine Association, Quality Choice Construction, Rig Wraps, Tour and Outdoors, Mer- Mercury Pro Team, Woods and Water Outdoors, PV House Associates, Rightway, Ground Floor Landscape Supply, 
Supply, Exit Realty and Crossroads, Auction Group, Clint Collar, Parker's Charcoal, and Triple D Farm, Farms. Uh, they've all helped me tremendously this year, so I appreciate them. Well, man, I hope I hope to God that I get to see a big post on Facebook about uh about you up there during that next tournament, and if I do. I'm blasting it, but <laughs> good luck right. to you. I hope that uh, the forward-facing sonar or whatever it is helps you out as much as it can because that's the craziest thing I've ever heard. But I hope you killing this, what is it, this weekend? It starts, uh, official practice starts tomorrow and the tournament starts next Thursday. Everybody fishes Thursday and Friday and then all the top 12 makes it to championship Saturday. And then got to make the top six to make the All-American. So that's my goal. I'm going to try to win, obviously. But if I make the top six, I'll be happy. Oh, yeah. Well, I hope you do, man. And I appreciate you coming on and chatting with us for a little bit. We're uh, kind of do more of the hunting side. That's why I wanted to have you on and get a little, do a little something different, change up the scenery for everybody. But I appreciate you and uh, good luck to you. And I hope you kill them. Absolutely. Thank you, man. See you, bud. Y'all be sure to stop by and check him out on all the socials at Isaac PV House Fishing or Isaac PV House on Facebook. Swing on over and check us out while you're there at Four Fletch Outdoors. We have merch now. The merch link will be in the bio. Use podcast2023 as a code at checkout to receive a discount on that order. And until next time, safe shooting.